Welcome to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. I'm Bry Guy. I'm Jason. Today's episode, Pawns of the Kingpin. Alrighty, Bry Guy, here we go with uh, the return of an old adversary, the Kingpin. and mm-hmm. uh, A classic a, a, Spider-Man villain right here. It's, uh, you know, he's a guy who, uh, who tangles with the webbed slinger uh, mm-hmm. from time to time. And also the second appearance in this show of... One Captain America. You Mm -hmm. remember him from Seven Little Superheroes, of course. Sure do. You know, he was just a uh, one of the the bit players on that uh, episode. But here he he takes a a kind of a top flight position. For a a number of weeks in a row now, we've had like guest stars galore on this show, right. right? Like we had Black Knight last week. Loki and Thor the week before. Uh, Loki and Thor. Um, mm-hmm. We yeah, we just there, there's uh, they do a lot of ancillary character tie-ins uh, and more more than I remembered in this show. But I love all the episodes where they do that for the most part. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. for the right exactly for the most part. The stronger episodes of this series have been when they pull in other superheroes, with the exception of Thor and Loki, which it's debatable on if those two are superheroes anyway. They're just gods. <laughs> They're just gods. <laughs> they don't have cool webs, so they're not they're a superhero. They're just gods. They're just gods. Um, so, yeah, I was I was excited about this episode, and, and you, I'm sure, had even, I don't want to say higher expectations, but were a little bit more excited even than me because you really enjoyed all the Kingpin episodes of the 81 series, which, for the most mm-hmm. part, I did, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, those, those, I thought both of those were really good in... Uh, you know, particularly compared to some of the uh, episodes of that series, even the strong episodes, I thought the Kingpins uh, were right up there. And with this one, even like that, the title of the episode, Pawns of the Kingpin, and that title card where Kingpin yeah. is like moving them around like chess pieces, I thought, you know, this could be another pretty uh, pretty sweet kind of Kingpin-y episode. Because I, I like the, the thing that I like about Kingpin as a adversary for spider-man or or any of these these marvel characters is that he is uh, unless unless it's those occasions where he is literally throwing his weight around like in in (laughs) physical uh, with with physical violence which he doesn't do i mean obviously with the kids show he's not going to do that that often but the other the other part of the kingpin is he's you know a real cerebral villain where you know with so many of these villains are What's the phrase I'm looking for, Brian? The uh, smash and smash and dash kind of right, villains, right. you know, more more brawn than than brain. Yeah, yeah, and their yeah. and their plans are always like, well, I really want some gold. Uh, I want some space stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and the the kingpin just always seems like he's he's got more intricate nefarious plans and i like that about him so yeah, yeah i agree and and i've not read too much of the comics with kingpin but mm-hmm. i will say that he does appear heavily in the spider-man 2018 game available on the <laughs> ps4 uh, <laughs> which i have conquered you're welcome playstation um and 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 in that he's the same way as well mm-hmm. where he's yeah like you said like he has really well thought out plans and i he feels more brutal i don't know if brutal is the right word gritty Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit more edgy because I he doesn't, to my knowledge, in any iteration I've seen, he doesn't possess any superpowers. He's just right, a right. big, strong man, mm-hmm. and he's like he's like a Tony Soprano type. Like he runs yeah, with yeah. you know mm-hmm. with the uh, with the criminals. And I, I, I mm-hmm. I'm I'm always intrigued by Kingpin. And when you hear the title, like you said, Pawns of the Kingpin, mm-hmm. that really plays into what I like about Kingpin too, where he's pulling the strings. Yeah, and he's yeah. he's making the the goons do the hard work for him, and mm-hmm. that. 
and in that in that sense, this this episode certainly didn't let us down. I don't think. I mean, mm-hmm. did did the episode live up to the title card for you, Jason? I think for the most part, it you know it was uh, it was another one of those where villain is kind of working in the background for most of it. Sure. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's kind of in that final act a bit more. But I, I thought that the the plans that he made were good. And that there was enough that we that gets set up very early on to kind of carry it through and just let the action with the heroes sort of just roll and 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 see how it's going to play out. Because I mean the 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 kingpin kind of pushes all the buttons within what like the first I don't know ten minutes or so of yeah, the yeah of within the, the first act yeah 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 I mean I I would I don't know if they were even at ten minutes when when they had uh, shot their little psycho disc onto Captain America. Um, right. Which was a, yeah, the psycho disc. The psycho disc. What a, what a great, what a great name for a device. The and psycho disc. Yes. And a band. I, I put that in my notes that mm-hmm, it could be mm-hmm. psycho disc or the psycho discs, plural, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or it could even be like the name of, you know, the first album by the X cons psycho disc. Sure. Sure. <laughs> the X cons psycho disc. <laughs> Picturing like a concept album, a rock opera kind of situation. Oh, yeah. I yeah. don't know. Um, oh, but terrific. Yeah, speaking of uh, the Psycho Disc, I read in your notes here that you were excited because within the first few minutes, we also got the the results of the Psycho Disc, which is, I believe the Latin term is zombification. <laughs> <laughs> right. From the, you know, from the base word zombie. Um, so you were excited about that. Oh, and I, man. And I, yeah. And I, I'm, I'm right there with you. That checks a box for me, like mind control. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm all in. in. In fact, this was an episode where I was kind of like reminding myself that I was making notes because I was like, ooh, we get we get zombies. I'm yep. going to just yep. have to be really entertained for the next 22 minutes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, for sure. It, it uh, Man, yeah, anytime you, you're drawing cartoon eyes without pupils, I'm like, oh, look out for that guy. <laughs> <laughs> right. And ever since Seven Little Superheroes, I'm wise to it now. And then I know something is amiss. <laughs> Learned my lesson, but now I know. Oh, that's not supposed to look that way. Okay. <laughs> I oh, see what you did there, oh, Spider-Man. <laughs> I love it. Uh, you know, another one of the things we we see early on and often in the episode uh, that I just want to mention for its correlation with the 80s. I remember watching this when I, this episode when I was a kid. I don't really mm-hmm. like I remember seeing this episode I the the things that I remember from my childhood viewing were sure. the the psycho disc itself the little the little oh, white dot on the neck I remember the yep. little white dot on the neck that that you know basically turned you evil you know I, yep. I remember that mm-hmm. and I remember uh, of course Captain America but even more specifically I remember Captain America's motorcycle Yes, and you put this in your notes. I yes. loved Captain America's motorcycle. I uh, thought it was so cool. And motorcycles just in general, for a, a brief period of my childhood, probably between ages like three and five and a half, man, I couldn't get enough of motorcycles. And I attribute it uh, mostly to watching the hit CBS yes. uh, drama Chips. Chips, yes, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Those, With Ponch and John, very, yeah, exactly, and that played heavily in, into uh, into chips. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that's gonna make you jealous, Jason. Yeah, go ahead. I have seen the prop motorcycle from the Captain America films in real life. Get IRL right out of town. Yeah. So when when uh when for the last job when I was um in Las Vegas training for six weeks, there mm-hmm. was a 
an Avengers interactive museum with real movie props. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. It, it was like one of those things where you mm-hmm. get like a, a phone app and then you zap aliens and stuff. But then, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And th- but then you also had like real props. Like I stood in front of Hulkbuster uh-huh, and uh, uh-huh. there may be a picture out there somewhere that I'll have to send you. I'll look for it when we're done here of me on Captain America's motorcycle. No kidding. Now, was so, this the was this the cat the caps bike from for the the first Avenger or from Winter Avenger. Soldier from first, no, from Avenger. The first Avenger? That's pretty yeah. cool. That's pretty I rad. Know, right. Mm-hmm. Had, mm-hmm. had I known, I would have taken so many pictures just to make you jealous. So obviously, there's, yeah, there's that. I'll look for that. Also, mm-hmm. follow up question. Have yeah. you ever have you ever driven a motorcycle? Uh, I've driven like dirt bikes. I haven't okay. I, I haven't driven like a road bike on the highway or anything like I, that. Yeah. I hate I hate to break it to you, but Jason, mm-hmm. at our age, it's never going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, probably <laughs> you not. Know, and, and probably males not. in their anyone in their 40s. If you haven't picked up the motorcycle by now, it's just not going to happen. It's probably you know? probably not. But um, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I, so you were excited. Now, was mm-hmm. Captain America's motorcycle in this episode or, or were you just reminded of how much you enjoyed the motorcycle as a young man watching this episode. Are you are you being serious with me right now? I thought we I don't remember now. Oh my god, it's in here so much, Brian. There's really? so much there's so much cap riding his motorcycle in this episode. The first he, thing I remember of Captain America is him doing gymnastics. He rides in I, on his motorcycle. Okay. When he's leaving the event with the at the university, he's riding away on his motorcycle. He okay. stops to meet Iceman in the cemetery. He rides his motorcycle. Iceman is. You're right. You're right. Now it's and yeah. and when Kingpin is escaping, Spider-Man hops on the motorcycle to catch up to the airplane. Brian, right? right. There's so many <laughs> motorcycle scenes. So you're many. Right. I'm sorry. Well, That's okay. it, it obviously meant more to you than it did to me, Jason. Oh, it meant so much, <laughs> so much. But, uh, but it, yeah, I can see it as a kid though. Like mm-hmm, you get mm-hmm. you get chips, so you get your early infatuation with the motorcycle, and mm-hmm, then you get mm-hmm. a. Then you get superheroes, yeah. which you're infatuated with. Bringing those two things together, oh, forget it, it. Must have blown your your young man mind. I'm yeah. telling you, it was it yeah. was pretty rad. It was pretty darn rad. So uh, anyway, I liked that. Um, yeah. Uh, what uh, what else can I say about uh, the Kingpin's plan? Uh, I like his plan a lot, by the way. Yeah, good good solid plan. The Omni Blaster did remind me a lot of the. Uh, the secret formula for the for his special sauce with the herbs and spices oh, right. from the right. last uh, was that the last time we saw him in in uh, Spidey eighty one eighty one right where, where, where it he, was like he was he was like dissolving tables while people were playing poker on it and stuff right right it was a very inconvenient <laughs> formula for his henchmen <laughs> it was really inconvenient but his plan with that formula was he was going to break all the criminals out of prison that he wanted That's right right because it That's could right. dissolve anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and this Omni Blaster reminded me of that where he's like, I can blast, you know, I can blast holes through six foot concrete or, you know, freeze rays, stun rays, heat, you know, every kind of, every kind of ray, every, other, kind, every, of ray, every kind, kind of ray surface. that is not a bullet, right? <laughs> right. Anything that Maybe is not a bullet can come out of this gun. <laughs> yeah, right. He's pretty much invincible with this. Bubbles, like, bubble, yeah. bubble gun. <laughs> right, right. That makes it very pleasant sound as he, mm-hmm. as he pulls the trigger <laughs> the, the most menacing of all sound effects <laughs> perfect love it but yeah the but i i did like i i was also a little confused where uh you probably maybe didn't even notice it but i i was a little confused right in that first scene where he's showing he's showing like a film 
to the to his henchmen of the Omni Blaster in action, like you know, some kind of army, probably R and D film or something like that uh, of of the a guy shooting it. And he mentions that he paid fifty thousand for this, yeah. and it was worth every penny. Mm-hmm. And at at first, I was I thought he meant that he had already bought a bunch of them for fifty thousand mm-hmm. a piece. But I, I, but the, but then I realized later on in the episode, oh, because oh, he needs to steal it. There's only one of these. He's saying he spent fifty thousand just for the film. Oh, is that what it meant? Okay. Yeah, I thought it was for the one blaster. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he basically paid fifty thousand for like an advertisement. <laughs> right, right. But he still thinks but it's it, worth every penny. But it was double super secret. I mean, it was you know, I mean, it was well, yeah, like triple nobody else can triple see mega it. secret. Yeah. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody else can see it. But anyway. So you also noticed, and I didn't catch this, um, you are convinced Miss Lion knows the secret identity of the, um, the the Amazing Friends. And I didn't catch this. Right. So this is when they're, when Captain America shows up at uh, Empire State University. We should, I, I'm just going to th- throw this in there, too. So the thing is, Kingpin is going to use his Dr. Faustus, his, his evil doctor buddy, uh, yeah, Dr. Kilgari, right? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> the inventor of the psycho disc. Um, right. They're going to they're going to uh, mind control Cap and trick him into stealing the Omni Blaster for him f- for yeah. them because the the Omni Blaster device developed by the military, it's on a secret army base, or not a secret base, but like a heavily fortified army base. They he he knows that Captain America has been in there, so they're he's like, we'll get Captain America to do it. They'll let him right. in, and then he'll steal it. Blah blah blah. Anyway, right. they're they're gonna get close to Captain America when he goes to this event at Empire State University. Yep. Fortunately, where the Spider Friends uh, also attend, and yep. Spider Friends are in this show with him at the at the gymnasium. Right, talking about the magic of superheroes. The, basically, and, and, and did, did you notice that one of the things Cap mentions is he, you know, as he's putting on his gymnastics show, this is what years of training and exercise, kids, has done for me. It's um, like that thing they made us do in elementary school, like the president's challenge the, or the whatever. Presi- you remember the, that? The, the the yes, the presidential fitness test. I That's remember it it's burned in my memory, Brian, because <laughs> I failed every test every year. I was going to say, you and I are really good friends, Jason, so I think we were mm-hmm. on the same page mm-hmm. in the presidential fitness. Yeah, I, yeah. I also, and, and to this day, I've never had to climb a rope. No, so it no. really hasn't. It really hasn't, you know, come back to bite me. No. But yeah, we, I mean, we, we fared the same. We're also, we're all, I guess we're also not like, you know, uh, you know, multimillionaire media moguls. Maybe if we had just passed that presidential fitness test, Brian, you know, yes. th- I don't know. I, I guess it's I can't say for piece. sure, but uh, right, right, right. Yeah, other it than, might be the missing piece to our entire childhood, right there. You, you might be Captain America on a motorcycle. I yeah. might be Spider Man. Had we, if we was missing, if we'd just been able to climb that rope or do uh, or do, or do twelve pull ups. If I could just <laughs> have t- done twelve pull ups or touch my toes out in front of me when I'm sitting down, <laughs> I couldn't even do that. Oh God! Who who could? Some of the girls could, but like the, I was gonna say, the girls that were in gymnastics could. Yeah, I could. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. But, but back hey, to your question. It, it, I'm sorry. Yeah, back it, to your question about Ms. Lyon. Go ahead. Yes, yes. She and Aunt May are at this event to see Captain America, and Aunt May mm-hmm. says, "Oh, I wonder where I wonder where Peter and 
Angelica and Bobby are. Doesn't and, expect a thing. And then yep. they, and they, they zoom in on Ms. Lyon, and she's like winky winky smile face at the camera. <laughs> and and I'm like, okay, so, so the dog knows. She's she's like this old lady. I so what is this God lover? Right, right. The dog, even the dog, is condescending to Aunt May. And she's like, "Yeah, I wonder where she is, Aunt May." What does this say about Aunt May's detective skills, Jason? Oh, the nothing good. Knows. Nothing good. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good so. catch. I did not catch that on the uh, on my viewing. So yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I I really do think, and and Jeanette has agreed with this too in the episode she's watched that Miss Lyon is strictly there for like the cute factor and like oh the, for sure yeah to give a, a reason besides Firestar for the girls to watch and mm-hmm. possibly mm-hmm. merchandise but now now it cuts deep now she's in on the secret <laughs> <laughs> so she's serving a, a greater purpose uh huh uh huh yeah oh, yeah boy uh they they do this uh, they do this show or whatever the show is really fast they, they I mean. You know, they, they the show brought up for me just a, a random aside comment. I don't think I put it in my notes, but just the random assortment of sound effects that they use on this okay. show. Yeah, the Hanna-Barbera library of sound effects. There's like the same the same sound effect is used for when Firestar is throwing fireballs at Cap's shield mm-hmm. or if someone is like pew pewing lasers with a gun. <laughs> Yep. Or sometimes when Iceman is pew pewing, uh, you know, uh, icicles what, out of his fingers. Icing. Yeah. Same yep. sound effect, just just it's like Right. It's <laughs> just the one they got. Yeah. Yep. I, yep. It's really, yeah. really random. I'm and gl- I've also I've also heard when they start running the Fred Flintstone feet on the ground kind of sound effect too. <laughs> I've heard I've caught that a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they're mm-hmm. they're not only poaching Hanna Barbera voice actors and Frank Welker, but also going, Hey, bring some of the, the records of sound effects yeah, with you when yeah. you come over this. Yeah, just this put them under the put them under your shirt and just, just <laughs> take them out. I got one vinyl, it's just <laughs> it's just the pew pew sound. That's all I got. We'll use it. It's fine. We'll just record it and loop it. We're fine. <laughs> Take what you get. Oh, um, yeah. So at this point, this is the point where Captain America gets the psycho disc in the back of the neck, right? Right after he does his gymnastics routine. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. That's right. He's outside signing autographs that's uh, right. for all the yep. kids. And they they psycho disc him with a, with a little with a little fountain pen uh, disc thrower. Did you see that? That it, it. What's funny is that they're very far away from Cap. They're like they're not anywhere close to him. Because if they were, he right. would have been like, "Hey, I know you guys. You're not. You're not yeah, good guys. You're a villain." They're very far away, but he's like, "Hmm, sneaky pen launcher." Yeah, yeah. He won't suspect a thing. <laughs> right. Now, did did you have a problem with the fact that the psycho disc made no like had no issue with Cap's suit? I thought mm. I, I didn't think it would bounce off, but I thought the Cap suit would at least like hold it a little bit more but it went it went right through like tissue paper yeah yeah no i i didn't think of that until i read your note uh on that topic that's a good point that's a good point you know you the i guess the assumption would be with the psycho disc there's some sort of little lancets if you've got like a blood meter like i i'm, I'm thinking of my dad's oh, diabetic the blood meter the, 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 fin- you know, the finger poke thing. yeah yeah the little the, you know the, it's like a like it's like a little pneumatic um yeah you know device it just goes go, <laughs> yeah little bit of yeah. little bit of air and it punches. So I imagine there's a little needle on that psycho disc, but even if that were the case and it gets through the suit, you would think someone would feel that and they would at least like itch their neck ah, or, or something, you yeah. know, like ah, what was that? Here? You know, yeah. Right, right. 
yeah, Captain none of, America. There's none of that. Uh, right, so right. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. and and I mean, we're nitpicking here. I, I yeah. still do like the plan, and it did work out well for mm-hmm. uh, Kingpin at, at this point, anyway. Um, so it it did work, but uh, yeah, now now Captain America is getting to the point where he's under the control of Kingpin, and then he's going to start tricking Bobby, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Iceman rushes out to catch him to say, "Hey, uh, you were going to do an interview an with interview. me for for uh, the my was it a journalism class or something?" He yeah, had? I don't know. Yeah. Yep. And this was an this was another great one. Iceman, Iceman's line is something on the along the lines of, "Can we do that interview now? The the it's the, my project is due tomorrow." Yeah. And Caps Cap says, "Yes, but later. <laughs> Can we do it <laughs> now?" Yes, yes, but no. But later. <laughs> we can do it now later. Right. <laughs> and by the way, you still have 12 hours. Don't rush me. Yeah, yeah. Um but uh but yeah, and 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 he's like, "No, we we'll we'll do the interview, but first I've got this secret uh, and and we've learned uh in recent episodes, right? Like you go back to the, the Loki episode, Iceman is like all in if there's secret uh, 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 government uh, projects or um, missions to be sent on. He's like, sign me up, especially with his idol, Captain America, which is why he wanted to interview him, right? They they, uh, mentioned that in this episode as well. So So, so Mm -hmm. Bobby is nothing if not a patriot. Right. Is what I'm starting to gather here. He'll do Mm -hmm. anything for old Uncle Sam and Captain America, as we know, is you know, arguably the most patriotic of all the superheroes. I mm-hmm, mean, you got, mm-hmm. you got America right in the title of your of your name there. Right, so. and the flag is literally all over your body. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the motorcycle. <laughs> and exactly. Brian, Right. I'm glad you're paying attention to the motorcycle. <laughs> um, I am now. I'm literally going to watch the episode again just for the motorcycle. <laughs> Come for the Captain America, stay for the motorcycle, folks. And then there's uh, what I think is a nice uh, use of the spider sense here because Iceman is talking to Cap and and they kind of take off. I don't know if they take off together exactly or or how that goes down, but Spidey knows something. Spidey's like, "Mm, something's something's going on. And he I think he sends Firestar to chase after Iceman. And he's like, I'm going to get after that limo because they were because Cap was like talking to the bad guys at the limo. Yeah. Right, right. But Spidey didn't see who was in there. He chases the limo, and uh, they 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 shake him off. Kingpin has a button that like electrifies the outside of his car to throw him off, loosen Spider Man off the car, and he falls off the car just as they're going over a railroad crossing, and there's a big train coming uh, that's gonna yeah. that's gonna run Spider Man over because he's been incapacitated. He's like unconscious. Mm-hmm. And Firestar is uh, upset. She's like, oh, God, I'm not going to be able to get there in time. And she blasts a, a water tower. Uh, a good thing that was there. Whew. And I, I'll, bet, I'll be honest with you, Brian. I know this from watching a lot of Thomas the Tank Engine and Friends lately with my one-and-a-half-year-old son. <laughs> those those water tanks are there for the steam engine's boilers to fill, them, to, to fill, oh, fill back up. okay. Okay. Legit, legit purpose for for being there. Anyway, so she, ah, and the water washes Spider-Man past the tracks. And she, the the thing about this scene that just struck me as a little wonky was what Firestar says when she catches up to Spider-Man now, who she's just washed away from certain death. Yeah. And she's like, some boys never grow out of playing with (laughs) choo-choos. Yeah, it seems a little snarky at this point, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> right, right, like, 
three seconds ago he was going to get run over. Yeah. She's <laughs> right, like, Spider-Man, are you okay? Oh, right, right. And he wasn't, he wasn't playing. He was no. he was in peril. <laughs> this is not a game, Firestar. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Yeah, so I thought that yeah. was a little bit funny. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, once in a while, she's got to get those digs in because she is very often the brunt of the jokes uh-huh, from uh-huh. the other two. So she's got to get hers when she can. You know, I get. I think they all end up back at home shortly after this, and then I, that's when Iceman gets the call from Cap to say, "Hey, come and meet me at the cemetery." And Spider Man had been, you know, pretending to be asleep. He's got his. He's Peter's got his costume on. He's ready to go. He and Firestar are gonna run out and chase Bobby to the cemetery. Um, there was you, you liked the uh, a joke, uh, the insect joke that they that they played during that scene, right? On the billboard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was gonna, I'm legitimately wondering if we get a visual pun every episode on a billboard because a few weeks ago it was mm-hmm. the demon, the gargoyle one, or this, uh, yep. the, or no, the um, the billboard for serpents and sorcery, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then this week it was an exterminator. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like the writers are just messing with us now and being like, "Hey, look, here's another like before Easter eggs existed." Right. Right. They were, this is like what they were doing, like so, something for the the intellectual set. Right. For the intellectual <laughs> set. <laughs> there was it was a a fun visual when before they had zoomed out uh, of the billboard where Spider Man is just against the wall and there's a giant fly swatter. You know, that yes. it looks like it's going to whack him. And then, yeah, 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 that, that and was. he doesn't realize it. And mm-hmm. No. And, mm-hmm. and yeah. Yep. No, yeah, that was, I, that was comedy. Mm-hmm. So for those eagle eyed viewers at home or for folks that need an excuse during these troubled times to make a drinking game, perhaps do one out of the every time there's a visual pun mm-hmm. on a billboard. Take a drink of your favorite Spidey drink. <laughs> See how you do. Because <laughs> they're there, folks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was noticing here in your notes, too, that this is where you were a little bit wondering, like, why do they need King? Why do they need Iceman so bad when they have Captain America, who is right. a stronger and, for lack of a better word, better superhero than Iceman? Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. you were wondering the same thing I was at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Would you did you look at that as a, a positive or a negative in, in retrospect? Like, do you do you like going through this ep- an episode like this? Because we're this is about the halfway mark. Uh, mm-hmm. Or so, you know, we're we're mid we're mid act two at this point. Like, do you do you enjoy when there's still like an unanswered question about the uh, about the 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 villain's plan? I kind of do as long as there's a good payoff mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we've had episodes before where it's never really explained. So at yeah, this point, yeah. I'm enjoying it. But if it gets to be like another six seven minutes of a 23 minute episode, mm-hmm. it gets a little bit taxing. Is that how you feel, or yeah, are, were you yeah. frustrated? Okay. No, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. Yeah. No, and I I and I think the again the villain and his plan uh, come into that a little bit too. You just sort of. I don't know, just based on what our experience from that other series, too, you maybe give the kingpin a little bit more credit uh, in terms of planning, and you're like, well, there must, there must be a, some reason that he wanted Iceman for this job, right? And we get right. we ultimately get the payoff because uh, Cap needs Iceman in order to super freeze the vault door and bust it open because it's made of some... I mean, in... In uh, comic speak, it, uh, Marvel comic speak, it's probably like made of vibranium or something like that. You know what? Yes. Uh, 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 the the magical Marvel metal. Uh, but I think Iceman says it's like it's a a special metal something. I don't, I don't know whatever alloy or whatever. 
yeah, uh, but he but he is yeah. but he is able to you know to freeze it and and bust the the vault open and i said okay well that makes sense that you need yeah. Iceman to do that he mm-hmm. served a purpose mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. yeah i was glad that it was brought in at this point because at this point we are about halfway like you said through the episode so it was nice to see that mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. and and really we both had the same next note um that we need to talk about the rest of this episode was double cross after double cross after double cross <laughs> yeah like, there were just so many double crosses mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. like you could almost draw like a like a string theory like some like a crazy person has a conspiracy <laughs> theorist right up in their you know in their tool shed oh yeah like you yeah. can do that with all these double crosses here <laughs> absolutely absolutely well well and and before they even get off the base i think it's probably like the most fun scene uh in this episode well i like i really i liked the I liked the whole sequence on the base, really. Like not not mm-hmm. just where they're where the heroes are fighting each other, because before Cap and Iceman can leave, they have to they have to fight off Spider Man and Firestar, and I thought that was really cool. But I also liked Cap and Iceman just infiltrating it and going up against the soldiers and kind of, you know, making their way through to to stealing the Omni Blaster. Um, mm-hmm. The just yeah the the whole the whole army base thing I thought was a lot of lot of action, a lot of. Uh, a lot of fun, yeah. fighty stuff that uh, yeah. we don't always get. And the reason we tune into this show, or mm-hmm. especially as younger men, we would have tuned into this show. We want to see that stuff that looks like a comic book mm-hmm. and, and, those, mm-hmm. and those action sequences. So, yeah, I was. Yeah. I think that's why neither of us have notes for like the next five minutes, because we were both <laughs> right? just like kids like, oh, look at all the fighting. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, and Psycho Disc Cap is thinking, <laughs> thinking on his mind-controlled feet throughout this thing too because spider-man and firestar show up you know and they're like ah you guys uh, did a bad thing and <laughs> Iceman's like no 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 we didn't and cap's like don't listen to them they're androids just programmed to look like your friends and Iceman's <laughs> like okay we'll get them yeah yeah I'll, yeah i believe you captain america yeah and that was the first mention that captain america even was thinking about what they could be and even the first mention of just androids in this whole series right. yeah they're androids right. <laughs> they're just they're evil androids <laughs> right so that's kind of the beginning of a double cross where it's like a lie within a lie with, uh-huh. you know what i mean yeah. oh yeah but yeah. I, because and and that might be another reason why iceman is used in this episode the way he is is because i think firestar and spider-man would have been like what right <laughs> and, like, androids what are you talking <laughs> about now i know you were frozen for 70 years but <laughs> Androids, really? Maybe forty years, but at this point, but yeah, yeah. androids. Oh god, <laughs> they get the, they do escape from there though, and and they there's a a freeze ray shot uh, levied against Firestar. Oh, and Spider Man, right? He freeze rays both of them. Yes, it's just mm-hmm. that Spider Man ends up in like a cube of ice, and maybe yes. Firestar is just so hot to begin with. She only has icicles like on her arms or whatever, and it knocks right, her right. out. Those hard to reach places. Right, yeah. those hard to reach. <laughs> icicle places but they but they take the the blaster back to the lair of the kingpin and then uh and then the, then there's the first villain on villain double cross right after yes, they the after one. uh captain america hands over the omni blaster with, with uh with and this time the first one it is with dr faustus right right dr faustus psycho discs kingpin Ah, yeah, and he says, it was "No, all part of my plan. All yeah. part of my plan. I'm going to be the boss man, Kingpin, and mm-hmm. take all the uh, the the things." Yeah, yeah. So that did you see this coming? No, I mean, I, no. I, I that either. was legit. 
that was a legit good double cross. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I yeah. agree. And and it, it, I mean, it wasn't like exactly obvious, but at the same time, it wasn't super surprising because these are bad guys. Right. But these are the bad guys. Yeah. They're, they're going to do what they want to do. The one thing I did wonder at that point then was, ooh, will does this mean that the kingpin will somehow have to side with the spider friends in the resolution yes. of the episode. You know, like that that's what I right. was wondering at that point. Like oh is, up together against Dr. Foster. Right, right. right. Uh right. I didn't know if I'd if I'd see something like that uh happening. But yeah, no, that was that was that was a fun way to uh to make the turn happen. To Spider Man and oh Spidey Spider Traced cap yes. in the fight, yep. right? Yeah, right. that's yep. how they that's yep. how they find him is the spider tracer. Do and I then, do I have it in my brain correctly? Do you have a problem with the spider tracer? Do you not no. like the spider tracer? No. I, thought, I, I have no problem I with that. I thought there was some yeah. episode a while back where you were like anti spider tracer, but I, I guess I'm right. I am on I am on the record as being pro tracer. You're pro tracer? Okay. All right. Yeah. No, I'm I've, I've always been pro tracer. I think that's <laughs> I think that's one of the best things that spider-man has at his disposal yeah and if i said i was anti i might have just been in a bad mood that night or it, didn't, it wasn't worked that well so i don't know don't hold it against me don't. i liked it in this episode like, what, a, what what a ridiculous old old podcasting couple argument to have well you said you didn't like the spider tracer i never said i like him i like him you're putting words in my mouth again <laughs> I said I didn't like it in that episode. You always do this. Oh, we've been at this 12 We're, years, folks. It's, I was going to say, the honeymoon is over in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, what I was going to say is he uses the spider tracer to find Captain America and Iceman. And just so happens they happen to be tied up where there's things that are perfect for getting them out. Oh, oh right. <laughs> And some carbon dioxide, and it's just perfect. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and again, this is like one of those things we say where, like, the villain gets a plan in motion and then walks away. Uh huh. Same, same kind of concept, same philosophy here, where it's like if you're gonna put someone in a darkened cave tied up, mm -hmm. make sure there, you know, aren't things that someone could very easily use to help them escape. <laughs> right, <That's> right. <laughs> <laughs> but it worked out very well. Yeah, very well. Yeah, every, everything, <laughs> everything broke well for the heroes at that point. Exactly. Oh yep. gosh, but the but uh, they unfreeze or unstun whatever they 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 revive Cap, and uh, when when they heat raid Iceman to knock him out, I know it, I know it's just a matter of you know what they what they can kind of do with the show and like making sure everybody's secret identities stay the same way, but like yeah. I would think if you're gonna heat ray Iceman, he's gonna de ice, but he didn't. He just got. He just, he was just like oh heat and then he and then he like passed out but he was still iced up. Yeah. Did now he, if you were one of yeah I noticed yeah. that and if if you were one of the the amazing friends wouldn't you keep going just to kind of see what happens? <laughs> <laughs> like does he become water man, wet man <laughs> wet man? <laughs> like I I'd be curious about that too uh -huh, but uh -huh. I don't know yeah, I don't know yeah. maybe 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 when we get the origin of Iceman in a few weeks oh, yeah, that'll yeah. that'll be answered. But I hope yeah. so I hope so but, oh that's a good I, one. I'm with you. I'm. I was kind of thinking, went the ice melts, but no, it just kind of went. Oh, oh I'm weak. <laughs> but maybe have they keep from, going. Weak from hot air. Um, <laughs> they, but they, they after they, uh, Spidey and Firestar find them behind them. Ha ha! It's Doctor Faustus and the Kingpin, 
and they've yes. got the Omni Blaster, and they're like, ah, now I have you all exactly where I want you. And Faustus gives the Omni Blaster to Kingpin. He's like, here, slave, or or you know whatever, you take out the the uh, the the good guys. Yeah. And he's like, yes, friend. I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of the biggest troublemaker first. And Kingpin, <laughs> and there's this is this is great. This is the best. The, the, when he does the double double cross, where he's yeah. like, "Yes, I'll take out the biggest troublemaker first. You, Doctor yeah. Faustus, and he turns. <laughs> Doctor Faustus is like, "What?" Because <laughs> Kingpin anticipated the initial double cross. He had basically like some flesh colored duct tape on the back yes. of his head. Yep, yep. I think he, he knew I, he would do that somehow. Right? I think he called it a a a, a, a specially made neckband. Yeah, neckband. That's correct. Yes. <laughs> He's like, ah, your psycho disc didn't control me, and and so now, now it's just a melee. Now it's like everybody against everybody, right? Right, right. And it's kind of a reset. It's back to one. Mm-hmm. It's, well, no, it's not because now Doctor Faustus and Kingpin aren't working together. But right. But we we know that they still are all gonna just go for themselves, basically. At yeah, this point. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. And, and and heroes take out the henchmen first. Oh, but the, the the henchmen have a great line. We both laughed at the henchmen line because, because well, and, and this uh, I'll throw this out really quick before we get to that. This it's a great line. It's very funny. But early on here, when Kingpin is talking through his plan, one of the things he's going to do with this Omni Blaster when he gets it is he's going to take out every superhero that's ever given him trouble. Right? Mm-hmm. Like he's yep. like this thing can do anything he needs it to. When he is going up against the four heroes here, he's got the Omni Blaster. He's like, I know when I'm outnumbered, he bails. He's like, yeah. he's like, this this is this could help me if there was one of you. Four of you, there's just no way. Right. So maybe I didn't get my money's worth by watching that film. It's not worth every penny, I guess. But anyway, so he's you know, so he's like, oh, I'm taking off, and then and then henchmen, henchmen are gonna get the heroes. What does one of them say? What is this, a long underwear convention? (laughs) Which is what you say when you see all these superheroes. Right, right. (laughs) There's a lot of conventions in this universe. We got a a ward and a security guard convention and a long underwear convention. And I I said it was like, it was a total 80s dad joke because... I could I could hear I could I could have heard my dad saying that like while I was watching a show with superheroes in the 80s right like what are you right. watching a long underwear convention bada bing hey go get me a pizza pie right that's yeah he would walk he would walk in and be like you damn kids watching your long underwear convention yeah I'll turn on 60 minutes that's good quality entertainment yeah exactly exactly but I did I did laugh out loud yeah yeah at that one that was very good speaking of jokes it's a final battle between Spider-Man and Kingpin and Uh we get no less than 348 fat jokes against Kingpin there's so many fat jokes calls him tubby right tubby yep yep that, and and Kingpin really takes umbrage with that one because yeah. he comes back from that one and goes Tubby, eh? Like that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's where I draw oh, the line. He's giving him he's giving him like the like the bear hug, like the you know yeah he's yeah. he's gonna he's gonna smush his himself a spider. Yeah, and, and it isn't it isn't just driven home with the words. He also literally lands in a pigsty. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. In case you missed the subtle nuanced humor of calling him <laughs> fat twenty five times, put him in with the pigs, right? 
but it worked for me. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. You know, fat jokes are diff- are different now for a good reason than they were in 1981, and uh-huh, they're not. Uh-huh. You know, we we shouldn't be doing these things and laughing. But in this universe, it was fine. It mm-hmm, worked well. Mm-hmm. It helps that he's a bad guy. Like, oh you yeah, can, yeah, for sure. You know, take the gloves off and and make fat jokes when he's the bad guy. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it. I think that's fair. I think that's yeah. fair. And and Spider Man, who did not have a lot of dialogue in this episode. It, it's nice when he can get some some of those barbs in, you know. The quips, yeah. yeah. Those are yeah. those are those are uh, you know part and parcel uh, Spidey uh, Spidey goodies right there. Yeah, so, I mm-hmm. agree. I agree. Yeah, and yeah, I like I liked seeing Spider Man and Kingpin fight because that felt like I was reading a comic book. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. you know that, that like I said, I've not read a lot of that, but it feels like there are a lot of times where that happened in the Marvel comic book universe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Spider-Man is confronting him on the airplane uh, that Kingpin's escaping with the Omni Blaster. Uh, th- this is while the, while the, all the fat jokes are getting thrown around and um, <laughs> Kingpin, Kingpin pushes the self-destruct button on the Omni Blaster, it, which t- takes the longest seven seconds uh, on screen uh, yes, to blow up. Time. I think that, I think, I think I counted, it was around like, 27 seconds or something whatever right it you know yeah it's a long time yeah whatever it was it it is what it is um but kingpin has bailed out in in a parachute spidey lands on the pair oh that was that i'm trying to i was just trying to think of the other fat jokes that i missed that i liked (laughs) it's hard to miss there's a lot (laughs) it was well there was the one where, where kingpin is floating down with the parachute Spidey kind of uh, swan dives out of the plane before it blows up with the self-destructed gun. And then he's he's like lounging on top of Kingpin's parachute saying, boy, if I can find a place that uh, or find a reward that pays by the pound, I'm going to yes, be that- <laughs> one rich Spider-Man. <laughs> That's the other fat joke. Yeah, that's that's at the point where I just made the note of so many fat jokes. So many like, fat jokes. Because you would never say that about any other villain but no, Kingpin. No. <laughs> and then he lands in the pigsty. Yeah, yeah. That's and right. It's just, that's right. Uh, and that, yeah, that's the, the that's like they they've been they've been like poking you a little bit with those fat jokes. And now poking, here comes the sledgehammer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's fat. He's fat. <laughs> God oh. damn it, he is fat. Oh, man. <laughs> Captain America, at the end, very happy to have had the support uh, of the of the he- other heroes and, and their help yes. with... I guess they didn't get the Omni Blaster back. It was just destroyed, and, you know, right. the uh, taxpayers are going to be out another $50 million when they build another one, but... Worth every penny. But he, he, he thanks him profusely, and he takes off on his motorcycle, Brian. He drives away on I his know. motorcycle again. the motorcycle? That's what we should be fighting about. <laughs> And, Not the spider tracer. <laughs> and Bobby's ice bridges after him going, oh, my interview, my interview. And Cap's like, oh, I recorded this interview for you. And he throws him a tape. And then Iceman, Iceman's hands apparently just, uh, you know, turn things very cold on contact. And it, it basically destroys the tape almost immediately. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah. there goes right, my interview. Right. But then that leads to that last, last <laughs> scene the epilogue, yeah. It, it's so dumb, but it just, I was still laughing. It was just... Iceman interviewing himself. Iceman interviewing himself for the In terms. two voices. He's doing, <laughs> he's doing a husky superhero voice, and then a, you know, regular, yeah, innocent, uh, college kid voice. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like, 
Flash Thompson interviewing interviewing Fred from Scooby Doo. That's kind of what it was. <laughs> but it was it was great. And then don't Spider Man and Firestar give like a little dig into Bobby about that? They're kind of snickering behind his back. I don't think I don't okay, think they, they say, anything say anything to him. Um, Spider Man's not like, well, at least he's not overweight. <laughs> 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 then we might have to have a problem. <laughs> I think they were, I, and I think they were, uh, I think they were snickering about some of the things he was telling himself in the interview. Like, he he discovered his powers uh, when he, as a baby, when he froze his formula, and then he was the only kid who ate popsicles every day for breakfast. And yes, other, yes, yeah, just yeah. ridiculous stuff like this. Yeah, he's creating his own mythos around the Iceman right. um, legend. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and yep. as you mentioned, in a few weeks when we get the origin of Iceman, we'll see if any of those things are true. I, I suspect see, they are not. I was going to say, I want to see this kid eating the popsicles <laughs> for breakfast. Or I'm going to be mad. <laughs> but overall, you know, this is um, th- this is a fun episode. Um, uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's got, I guess, the, the only real limitations that I have where I'm not going to give it a massively good rating is... It didn't do anything like really surprising or, you know, exceptional to me. It was just it was just yeah. very solid. You know, it was very yeah, solid, was entertaining. Um, yeah. And, and so for that, I'll, I'll give a I give a three and a half out of five for that kind of performance. I thought it was really, really fine and good. And, and like you said, what we're tuning in for. Yeah, it was what I want in this show. And it, it felt like we were in a slump there two episodes in a row that weren't weren't awful they just kind of were just felt out of place especially knights and demons and sorcery yeah, yeah knights yeah. and demons just felt so strange so mm-hmm. you know square peg in a round hole mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so this yeah this is what i want and this is fun yeah so i agree with you i give it three and a half radioactive spiders as well it was a breath of fresh air mm-hmm. which lord knows we all need right now right jason absolutely absolutely yeah it's about time yeah so uh well that's that's uh fun for pawns of the kingpin now a uh, little we don't usually do a like a like a multi-week preview but this is just kind of a weird situation with the way that this these episode this list of episodes broke down uh on the Disney Plus where we've been watching yeah. this show so Pawns of the Kingpin is the 12th episode of in the run but yes. it's the 11th one that we've watched we've so watched. far cuz it's it's yep. the it's the 11th episode on Disney Plus now, if you, dear listener, are also watching on Disney Plus, you will notice that the next one is not numbered twelve on Disney. It's numbered thirteen. They skip the number twelve, and number thirteen is the crime of all centuries, which is actually the second episode of the series <laughs> featuring Craven <laughs> I don't the Hunter. Know why. And I don't know why it aired in you know the week after episode one so i don't know why they did this the, it makes the, no sense. the strange order is weird but the but we are also going to watch an episode in a couple of weeks that is not available on disney plus so you will have to look around and and see how you can get your hands on it if you want to watch along with us but uh quest of the red skull which is the actual final episode of this season we're going to watch that after we After get through Craven next week, yes. so Craven the Hunter. We're even though even though Disney Plus only has twelve episodes technically of season one, we will make sure we get all thirteen. We'll watch all thirteen. Anyway, Crime of All Centuries next week and Craven 
Yes, the hunter. The hunter. Mm-hmm. Yes, we will mm-hmm. see him next week, and and most importantly, Jason, we will get to talk next week. And you know what? By then, this fight will be resolved. I'll be out of the doghouse. <laughs> It'll be like it never happened. <laughs> Everything will be back to normal, just like we'll they, just like it is on on the Amazing Friends. Yep, I love reset. it. <laughs> Good talking to you, buddy. Thanks for listening to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. Follow us on Twitter at BKO Radio and follow and like the show on Facebook. Most importantly, if you liked it, tell a friend.